This is the story of a banished king and his revenge, a story of friendship and betrayal. This is a story of tragedy and redemption, ego and pride. Does it end with a happily ever after? Well, read on. Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. The story begins in 1976 when Michael Eisner was appointed the president of Paramount Studios. While Eisner was working at the top, there was someone working as a low-level assistant, Katzenberg. Eight years went by. Katzenberg rose through the ranks to become president of production under Eisner. But Eisner was not in luck. He was due for a promotion when a corporate reshuffle at Paramount Studios denied him the opportunity that he deserved. While Paramount Studios' door closed, another opened, Disney. Paramount's loss was Disney's gain. Disney was in constant turmoil ever since the death of Walt Disney in 1966. His legacy continued breathing life to the otherwise dormant company that suffered in the absence of a strong leader. It had become the target of several hostile takeovers where outsiders attempted to take control of a company against the company's will. It was under those conditions that Roy Disney, Walt Disney's nephew, brought Eisner to take charge of the Disney ship. But Eisner didn't come alone. He also brought Katzenberg along by giving him the bait of heading an entire division. After all, Katzenberg managed to pull off anything that was required of him. He would definitely be a great asset for Disney. What he didn't know was that their appointment would change the entire course of cinematic history. So what happened? Well, it depends on whose lens you're wearing. The Katzenberg lens. Eisner gave Katzenberg the division that he had very little hope from, animated movies. The division had not given Disney a hit in years, so he offered Katzenberg 2% of the profits from all the new animated movies that were to be made under Katzenberg's leadership. What followed was beyond Eisner's imagination. Katzenberg supervised the development of remarkable movies like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. He vowed to make one animation movie every year. In those days, this was unheard of. Animation soon comprised almost a third of Disney's profits. With his hard work and determination, Katzenberg changed the history of cinema. They say the world can change in the blink of an eye. That's precisely what happened with Katzenberg. In 1994, an unfortunate helicopter crash killed the then COO and president of Walt Disney Co., Frank Wells. His place had to be filled immediately. The world was expecting Katzenberg to become the successor, but Roy Disney and Eisner wanted their bite. Furious with this corporate politics, Katzenberg resigned and launched the legendary DreamWorks alongside Steven Spielberg and David Geffen. DreamWorks was Katzenberg's revenge against Disney. This revenge-driven studio gave us legendary films such as Shrek, Trolls, Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, Madagascar, and The Boss Baby. And what about Eisner? Remember the 2% profit that he promised to Katzenberg when he brought him to Disney? Well, it came to bite him in the ass as Katzenberg filed a suit against Disney. Disney ended up cuffing about $250 million because of Eisner's decision. 
This blunder was quickly followed by another blunder. The position that Eisner denied Katzenberg was filled by Eisner's friend, Mr. Michael Ovitz. But he was fired too, and this cost Disney another $100 million. Now, this wasn't the end of Eisner's dark times. Remember how Eisner and Roy Disney colluded to oust Katzenberg? Well, tragically, a few years later, both the men were drawn in a battle against each other. Eisner pushed Roy Disney to retire from the board. Roy Disney did not go down alone. He took Eisner with him. 45% of Disney's shareholders were rallied by Roy Disney to withhold their votes to re-elect Eisner. Eventually, Eisner resigned. Eisner looks like the classic Disney villain, no? Let's look at the other side of the story if this image is true. Let's look at the other side of the story, the Eisner lens. Allegedly, allegedly, the entire animation department suffered under Katzenberg. Animators worked day in and day out at the cost of their health. They had no time for family, no time for a social life. Katzenberg didn't care. The department, as described by an animator in the documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty, was being driven by a maniac at the wheel with his foot on the accelerator, driving full speed in a very crowded city. You could say that it's dedication like this that makes success stories, but this wasn't entirely true in Katzenberg's case. The decisions that he took, the movies that he passionately supported, often did not perform as well as he would have wanted to. The ones who worked with him doubted his taste. And what's often overlooked is that Katzenberg was the chairman of Walt Disney Studios. He was responsible for all the filmed entertainment that went out from the studio and not just the animated ones. Yet, for every successful animated movie that he made, there was also a disaster that was cooked elsewhere. Katzenberg was blinded by success. He discounted the role that everyone else played for him to reach there. Roy Disney did not like his attitude and threatened Eisner to prevent Katzenberg's promotion. And you know the rest. Pain can fuel creativity. But for how long? Katzenberg's high ambitions and the bitter feelings of Vendetta were his undoing. No doubt that he made terrific films. But why? Was it only for the love of cinema or was it to undermine Disney? Eventually, Katzenberg had to remove the rose-tinted glasses that he was wearing and come to terms with reality. Running DreamWorks was no longer sustainable. His grandiose plans came crashing down as DreamWorks ran out of money. Eventually, NBC Universal acquired it. Katzenberg passionately moved on to OTT Quibi. Again, it was meant to be revolutionary. Of course, it was a $2 billion project. With top Hollywood talent, it was as glamorous as it could be. Yet, money and fame cannot guarantee success. QB was not in line with the current day and time and it failed just after it was launched. Either Katzenberg had lost his touch or maybe he never had it in the first place. We don't know which side is innocent and which side is guilty. Truth is often like that. Layered. My story to a simple what actually happened will differ from yours. There is no single truth. Whatever be the case, this corporate feud revolutionized the entire animation industry. Whose side are you on? Eisner or Katzenberg? Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Until then, read on. <laughs>